0: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi everyone.
1: It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And if you were with us last week, you know that we were studying Psalm nineteen and we shared the theme of Psalm 19 was the glory of God. I'd like to read through it and pick up where we left off last week. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven, and its circuit to the other end, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Incredible portion of scriptures. And we pointed out last week, Again, I said it already this morning, but this speaks of the glory of God. But we see a division in this psalm. For example, verses 1 to 6 speaks of the glory of God in creation. When we look at verses 7 through 11, we see that the word speaks of the glory of God in and through the word. Now, that's where we left off last week, so we're going to pick it up here by looking at verses 12 to 14. And verses 12, 13, and 14 speaks of how the glory of God can be revealed in and through our lives. Again, uh, let, let me read verses 12 and 14 because this is what we're going to start out with. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from my secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So how do we reveal the glory in our lives? I want to go right back to the beginning, Genesis 1. And this is like an introduction of God's creation. His power in creating the universe, but more so the power, the word that created the universe is the same word that created you and me. So we see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, the word says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. We see Genesis 5 verse 1, In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. So when we look at these words, Junie, the word make, image, likeness, they all speak of a a resemblance, a representation, a pattern of life. But we know since the fall in the garden, the image that's supposed to be in us was really ruined, destroyed, because of the nature of Adam and Eve that we inherited. That's why, of course, I'm sure we'll speak about it this, this week, We must be born again and restore that image and likeness that God created us in his image and likeness. Again, we see in Hebrews chapter one, verse three, speaking of the Messiah, the word of God says, he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. We need to ask ourselves, (coughs) what was the reason that we were created? Because God created us in his image and his likeness. Why were we created? We find the most direct answer that I know of in all of scripture when we look at Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7. The word says, Everyone who is called by my name, and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made, we have been created by God, for his glory. That should be the end of the matter. That's the ultimate purpose of our life. That's the goal that we need to achieve, that we have been created for the glory of God. Then when we see what does that mean specifically, we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. The context of this portion of scripture was about eating food that was given to idols. So God was very careful of the food, speaking about how careful we have to be about the meats that we eat. And in verse uh, chapter 10, verse 31, the word of God says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So we see we've been created for the glory of God. And now the word tells us, in whatever we do, Do all to the glory of God. Junie, that's powerful.
2: Yes, Shelley, and I know when you get to verses, the last three verses of Psalm 19, it talks about our nature now, as you brought out from Genesis. But I'd like to read from 2 Corinthians, starting at verse 1 through 7. There, because the Messiah was hidden in the Old Testament and Apostle Paul studied 13 years scriptures that he had read all of his life and the Lord uncovered for Paul the church and also the Messiah in the Old Testament so he really is a light out of darkness mm-hmm. and is dark so In 2 Corinthians 4, beginning at verse 1, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adultering the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel, of the glory of the Messiah, Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ, the Messiah, Jesus, our Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. But the God who said, light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. So I read that, Shelley, not that that's you and me, but every one of our listeners who is born again has this light
1: Yes, Lord.
2: in the fallen being that brings light out of darkness. In other words, the Lord who you accept, Jesus, and ask him to come into your heart can bring light in and through the dark areas of your life.
1: Yes, Lord. And
2: you will know, because you will see and experience the power of God, that it's not from yourself, you'll know it, but it really is from the living Messiah, the living Christ.
1: Hallelujah. I think we'll touch on that verse again because it's such a key. And you know, the bottom line, Junie, is really Jesus is the demonstration and the manifestation of the glory of God. Wow. So we see we've been created for the glory of God. And that covers everything we do from eating and drinking to the everyday affairs of life. We need to demonstrate the glory of God. It says in 1 Corinthians one thirty-one, He who glories, let him glory in God. Let's look back at a, a tremendous portion of scripture in 1 Chronicles 16.28. Ascribe to the Lord and families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. So we're told, even in the Hebrew scriptures, before Jesus was even, uh, alive, of course, he was created in the beginning and he was with the Father in heaven. He wasn't
2: created. He's gone. <laughs> he,
1: he, exactly. He, the only he begotten Son. <laughs> the only, yes. The only begotten Son. But we need, and we were instructed to ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. So again, from eating and drinking and to all the common everyday life activity, the word declares that whatever we do, we should do it to the glory of God. And I believe if we were conscious of this, June, our everyday life will become more satisfying, more significant, and more meaningful because the outward activities would become sacred and not just secular. And the secular would take on a sacred work and a spiritual awareness would make us more consecrated to the Lord and freer from the mentality of the world. We're going to continue this tomorrow. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for who you are. And we want our lives to demonstrate the glory of God day in and day out. And you deserve all the glory. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
0: Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.